Well, she just a killed Chloe. She'll no take any advice. It's a drafty double bell, you heat her up and she have to get twice. Her father's just a waster, her mother's on the game. She's just a Celtic clipping, but I love her just the same. So welcome to another episode of the Maroon Machine podcast. Today I'm joined by a man who made his debut for Falkirk at 18 years old and scored his first goal within the first 10 minutes. Played for seven teams over his 19-year career in football so far. He's East Allenshire's all-time top goal scorer and he's, yeah, Kelty's new signing. It's Andy Rogers. How you doing, Andy? I'm not bad, mate. Not bad. Excellent. Well, look, thank you very much for, for coming on and let's just delve right in. Um, you're a, born in Falkirk, raised in Falkirk. What was it like um, living in, in Falkirk and playing football there as you, you sort of grew up? No, it was, it was like any back then. It's, it's basically all you knew when it. it was football. So I could sort of play boys club football fellows maybe, I think I maybe started about eight or nine, playing maybe two or three years above of my age but uh, I was right through until I actually won the Scottish Cup at Boys Club uh, uh, Gearduck who was probably one of the biggest Boys Club teams at, at the time and then lucky enough to sign with Falkirk sort of yes for when I was 15 Good and that sort of Scottish Cup run what was what's it like at that level is it quite competitive with the other teams or were you, you in quite a loaded squad uh, No we were we were you, you, we always knew we'd probably always get to sort of quarter-final stages, but there was there was a few big teams like Hutchie Vale, and we actually beat, we beat Hearts in the final. And ironically, the, the game was at Tynecastle, so no, it was it was a few good sides. But uh, look, to win the Scottish Cup at any any age and any levels, obviously, obviously good, and it it gives you a wee feel for it. Oh, absolutely. Was there any sort of notable characters when you were going through the ranks at that point? Uh, well, the, the team that actually won. Won the Scottish Cup where I played alongside uh, Richie Britton, who ended up at Ross County and um, other places. I think he's actually back at Ross County as a coach now. Uh, Richie was in that team and the team that we, we always sort of came up against the later stages of Hutchieville, that was Dan Fletcher was a big sort of player at the time. Uh, and he was he was like, I think he was actually a year younger than us, but he was miles, miles ahead of everybody else. So he was good. Absolutely, that's obviously invaluable playing with, with boys of that calibre as well as you, you move up and yeah, like you say, you eventually got signed up to to Falkirk and yeah, like I said in the, the intro there, made your debut when you were 18 years old and yeah, you came came off the bench and you, you scored in your debut game at, within the first sort of 10 minutes. What was that like? I, it, was, it, was quite a, it was quite a strange set-up to it because... Ironically, I probably only I was only really involved, or as far as I'm led to believe, I was only really involved because we had played a a game with under 18s on the Wednesday, and I'd actually got sent off. Uh, so the 18s were playing on the Saturday morning, but I was suspended. So I felt I thought as a punishment, I was getting took to the first team game because it was at Dingwall, it was away to Ross County. <laughs> so I was like, oh great, up the first team. But I said it wasn't until like 22 that I realised that I was actually on the bench. So. And as you say, luckily enough, I think we were, we were drawn one each and managed to come on maybe with 20 minutes to go and, and score the winner. So, And I was a, a season ticket holder, Falkirk fan growing up, so it was like 18, oh, it was like come true stuff sort of thing. So, no, it was good. 
Absolutely, I suppose that's a no bad reward for, for picking up a red card either, isn't aye. it? Aye, no, exactly. As I say, I thought I was getting punished, but it turns out uh, I, was, I was needed with the first team, so it was it was good. Ah, that's brilliant. And when you were at Falkirk, you, you went and you had a wee week's trial down at, at Tottenham as well. What was that like? Aye, well, that, that came on the back of that game, bizarrely. Um, again, I'm, I'm told that Spurs had scouts up watching Don Cowie. Who was at Ross County at the time? He ended up getting a move to the south, but so obviously that was the Saturday and the Monday morning. I got called into Alec Totten as a manager at the time into his office, and he says, "Look, I've had a, a message yesterday for somebody at Spurs. Look to see if you'd be interested in going down next week for a week's trial." And I was like, "Where did that come from?" But obviously, it's no sign you would say no to. So I went down there for for three or four days, and again, it was different world stuff, but it was it was definitely something I'll never forget. What the facilities like there was it? Must ah, they were, they, ah, they were talking for that time. They were well. That's like nearly twenty years ago, nineteen, nineteen years ago, and I would say they were sort of the facility there at the time was probably on a par with like Murray Park at Rangers. It was that sort of. I know Spurs have since moved to a newer yeah. setup, but uh, I know it was everything was there for you. It was it was unbelievable, and obviously the the standard they played was ridiculous as well. Absolutely, and yeah, when you came back up to, to Falkirk, you were obviously sort of in and out of the squad, um, used in more of a, a substitute capacity, but you were part of that that side that went on to win the, the first division, um, the old first division, so sort of aye. the championship now. Championship, yep. Uh, I know that was, to be fair, that was the the summer before we won that, Ian McCall came in and, and took the job. Alec Tottenham sort of retired, so McCall came in and he basically, he did bring us near enough a full new squad. So there was only four or five of us that were sort of still involved. And as you say, I, I think I maybe made about, I don't know, 30, 30 sub-appearances, run about that 28, 30. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I actually started a game, but in fairness, the, the front three was like Owen Coyle, Lee Miller and Colin Samuel. So I was at 18, I was sort of <laughs> fighting a losing battle to to start many games but as you say it was we, we were unbelievable that season we won the league quite comfortably and it was also the last ever season at Brockville which probably made it that wee bit more yeah. special especially with me being a Falkirk fan uh, Brockville was getting knocked down but unfortunately after winning it the the league bosses decided that because we never had their own stadium they wouldn't allow us promotion uh, yeah, put, I think we put a I, couple of ground sharing options to them but they said no nah, no ground sharing and then the sort of dagger was I think two years later Gretna done the same and got to ground share at Motherwell which was a bit of kicking yeah, that's right yeah that must have been a, a bit of a bit of sweet after winning it you know was there a point where you thought you were going to be playing in the, the SPL or was it something you thought was kind of inevitable I think I think for about the if, if I remember right, I think for about the January, February onwards, we sort of knew what the outcome was gonna be. Um I think we had done all the sort of legal fighting before then and by about January, February we knew regardless when we won the league, it, it wasn't looking like we were gonna get up. Which as you say, it was it was a bit bittersweet, but it, it's still it was still a massive achievement to to win the league how we did and uh but, but look, we could only do our job on the playing side that the rest of it was out with our hands so that was still something we really enjoyed but uh, the following season maybe not so much Absolutely and um, 
during that sort of winning season, it was a a weird sort of co-manager setup they had Owen Coyle and John Hughes. Um, John Hughes went on yep. and ended up coaching them for a few years. That must have been quite interesting, sort of playing under those two. Aye, it was. Uh, as I say, I think Ian McCall was in the summer. And I think in January he got the Dundee United job. Mm-hmm. So it was for the sort of January onwards. Coyle and, and Yogi were both still playing. They were both still big players for us, but uh, they decided to take it over, and we had Brian Rice was. Their, their sort of assistant at the time so so Yogi and Coyle basically played every game for the end to the end of the season and and Chipper sort of took it for the dugout so it worked it worked well and it worked well as like, I, I felt it worked really well that Coyle was sort of he was really good with all the, all the boys he was the sort of common influence and if if you couldn't get wound up for playing for Yogi then you'll not get wound up for playing for anybody because he was Oh, he was he was basically a crackpot, but he was he was good. He, he knew <laughs> he knew how to get the best out of players. Put it that way. Absolutely. Do we know what? Whenever you hear about um, teams that, that are successful, they always seem to have that kind of two two gaffers that Aye. sort of knock off each other. So um, it, it doesn't really surprise me that they worked quite well. And Falkirk went on to Aye. to win the old first division as well. After yeah. Falkirk, you you spent a few years away and at Dumbarton and. Montrose was sort of a wee bit a step down as far as quality, but for you it was a, a step up as far as playing time goes. What was that like? Was that something you enjoyed? Aye, it was. I had when I left Falkirk, I still had a year left of contract, but I basically been made. I wasn't probably going to play as much as I wanted, and I had the option to go to them. But I went on loan for six months, and then uh, I got the option to go permanently. And it was something that I, I, I took straight away. I knew the management team at Dumbarton. It was. It was people from Falkirk. Brian Fairley was there at the time, and I knew I knew him quite well. So I went there, and I had two really good seasons at Dumbarton. Personally, to be fair, the second season, unfortunately, we got relegated. But I think I'm pretty sure I scored something like 19 goals in a season where a team got relegated, which was which was quite good going. And uh, as you say, I then went to Montrose because they at the time Montrose were were looking like they were going to have a real good push, and they seemed quite ambitious. And again, my first season there was quite successful for the club and myself. I think we got to the playoffs and scored a few goals. And then just with, with football, a new manager came in the following year and it maybe wasn't as, wasn't as great the second season. So I had to move on again. Yeah, absolutely. Aye, that year at um, Dumbarton, league-wise anyway, I 75 appearances and uh, 22 goals. So uh-huh. it was definitely one where you, you were able to settle in a wee bit more yeah. than you maybe had been able to at Falkirk. After your stint with those two, though, that was your your first sort of sight at, at Shire. Um, uh-huh. Your first move there back in 2008. Prior to, to you joining, I think that was the season that Shire, they'd had a few seasons where they'd sat at the bottom of the yep. two and they'd sort of been told, look, you just need to up your game here or you uh-huh. are out, more or less. What was that like coming in? I, it, was, it was a strange one because it, I, I didn't really... I didn't really know what to expect when I went. Um, as you say, they were bottom of League Two. There was a wee bit of pressure being put on them about losing their, their licence if they, they didn't start. And, and to be fair, I probably didn't help because when I, I signed in the January, I think I maybe went 13 games or 14 games without scoring a goal. And I was sort of seen as the first sign in there, the club that the, the, they weren't going to be more positive. They had a new investor coming in and Jim McAnally then came in and got the job. But... 
I, I never really started well. And luckily enough, we had to, I think we had to beat Montrose last game of the season to finish second bottom. And I managed to score yeah. the, the opening goal <laughs> that day. We won 3 1. Uh, I think fourth or maybe finished bottom, but I, I was I was under a wee bit of pressure because I'd, I'd went a good two or three months for scoring my goal, which wasn't the ideal to start, but luckily enough, it got better for there. Aye, and that, and that was against your your old stomping ground at the, the time as well, playing against yeah. Montrose as well, so Aye. that would add a wee bit of, I suppose, pressure heading into that last game, but it must have been, you're, you're never going to you know necessarily celebrate finish second bottom of the league but it must have been no. a relief for everybody at the club Aye you, you could tell obviously I'd only been there a few months but you could tell how much it meant to everybody at the club that that they never finished bottom and the, the sort of pressure had been lifted slightly and, and don't get me wrong I, I think they knew that there was better things coming because as I said there was a, there was an investor came in and the club was sort of in a, a much better place anyway but no it was good it was good to, to get the win that day and, and no finish bottom basically. Yeah, and like you said, that's sort of when um, Jim McAnally came in. You, yeah. you obviously played with, played for him at, at Peterhead later in your career, career as well. Mm-hmm. Was that quite a good sort of partnership? I take it as somebody you feel like you thrived under. I think Shire went on to finish third in the uh, next couple of seasons and you can get a chance into the playoffs, I suppose. Yep, I know. I, I loved working under Jim to be fair. He, he was just so, when I was at East Island first, he was just so positive. Every, everything we'd done was positive. There was no sort of negative feeling around the club at all about how we approach games. We just tried to win every game. There was no defensive setup. We just we just went out and tried to basically win games of football. And it, it just made it enjoyable. Made it real enjoyable. And away from away from football as well, he was a great guy. He looked after me, and no, I, I wouldn't have a bad word to say about him. And I think majority of people who have played under him will, will, will say the same. Absolutely, and. Um... After that, you, you went to, after spending a few years there, and like I said, quite successful as well, you managed to get into the playoffs. Um, can you move to air? How did that come about um, after, I suppose, quite a successful spell at Shire? Well, again, it was probably the, the flip side of when I signed for the Shire. The, the, the investor that we had at the time was sort of moving on. The club were, they were, they were in a much better place, but they, they probably weren't quite pushing as much for promotion like we had done the two seasons. Mm-hmm. I know the following season it was going to, a few boys were moving on. And and Jimmy Mack was, was honest with me. He told me that he says that at the stage of my career that I was at, he says you're probably better going and try and find in yourself a better option. He says you could probably play at a higher level. We were in League Two. And, and then, to be fair, it was one of my ex-teammates at Falkirk, Scott McKenzie, was the assistant manager at Air. Right. And Scott, had, he had phoned me that summer and, asked if I'd be interested in going to air. So, again, that was up into League One. It was a team who were, were going to be pushing for promotion for League One. So, it, it felt like a no-brainer at the time, to be honest. And you, you still, you got plenty of playing time while you were at here, but you ultimately only spent the one season there. Yeah. I, it was, I, I, as I say, I loved it at air. It was, uh, we actually got promoted that season. We won the playoffs. Uh, the first half of the season, probably up till Christmas, I played regular uh, we actually beat we knocked Hibs out of Scottish Cup as well we beat a Hibs in a replay uh, which ended up like live on Sky and stuff so it was the, the club was it was a good place to be around but unfortunately the game after that uh, pulled my hamstring so I was out for maybe eight weeks 
to about January to March, and then by that point they had signed um, Michael Moffat came in, and right. he, he came in, and to be fair, he was on fire when he came in, so it was difficult for me to get back in. And I think that probably played a part in why I was only there the one season, because I would say Ayr's probably the only time in my career where I've left a club at the end of the season through basically like the club not offering me a deal. Right. So it was completely out with my hands. I would, I would have probably stayed at Ayr for longer if, if the opportunity was there for me. But unfortunately, the club wanted to go a different way after getting promotion, and like that's understandable. People... You've got to make choices. So no, but I loved I loved my season there. Loved it. Absolutely. And then after that, sort of 2011 time, um, it was on to Steny, Steny yeah. uh, You scored, you got a wee personal accolade when you were there. It was the one of the months you I think September you won the the goal of the Aye. month. Do you remember that one? Aye, I, I, uh, overhead, overhead kick, I think, against East Fife. East Fife, I it put me at a massive hole to be fair because I think I'd missed about three or four one-on-ones that day and we were, we were drawn one each it was a big game for us again because we are trying to get into the playoffs as I said I'd missed a right few chances and luckily last minute uh, I just met a cross came into the box and I, I managed to sort of over and kick it into the bottom corner to, to get us a 2-1 win so uh, it was definitely definitely one of my better finishes Absolutely and that yeah he spent again he spent a few few seasons at um at Steny, but again, sorry, a wee bit of, would you say, in and out of the, the squad? I think you played about 49 the, last, the wee games over the couple of seasons. Uh, the last, the, the second season, definitely. The first season, I, I sort of played every week. It was me and, me and Stuart Keane uh, played sort of every week. But the second season, again, a new manager came in and I was sort of in and out. I was maybe playing wide one game, playing up front one game, uh, on the bench for a few weeks. So, no, it was difficult. And then, Again, it was a club who came to me and said that there was an opportunity for me to go out and loan if I wanted to. And uh, run about the February time, January February, uh, and they had said that they had, they'd, I think there'd been interest with Still and Albion at the time. But yeah. when they told me I could go on loan, my, my first instinct was to to contact Jimmy Mack because I knew he was he was at Peterhead, and uh, again they were they were going quite well in the league, so I, I just. I just chanced it and, and contacted Jimmy and asked if he'd be interested and he says 100%. So it was a it was a hard move to make because obviously the distance, the, the location, I, I was still staying in Falkirk and I had two kids by that point, two young kids, but it just felt, career-wise, it just felt like the right thing for me and, and thankfully it turned out it was because I ended up having uh, three and a half, four years at Peterhead and, and really loved it. Yeah, so after... Um... After Shire, it's that, that's the club that you spent the, the majority of your time in. Quite successful as well. You managed to put a few goals away. And uh, we said it earlier on about your promotion with, or your league winning season with Falkirk. You had another yeah. one again, this time with Peterhead. And, you know, you played a part in the Falkirk one, no doubt about it, but you definitely played a part in the, the Peterhead promotion. Is that right? I, I, it was a massive, massive uh, thing for the club. I think it was the first ever trophy in senior football uh, the previous year we had actually finished second to Rangers when Rangers won League 2 and unfortunately we had lost the playoff final to East Fife who were in League 1 so we had played in the playoff final lost so our aim was always then the following year to go and get promotion win the league and, and fortunately we did we, we came really strong I don't think we started the season too great but we, we came strong for about October time and to be fair we, we ended up winning it quite comfortably again maybe three or four games to spare but 
I was fortunate enough that I, I managed to strike up a partnership with Rory McAllister. If you can't, if you can't play and score goals alongside Rory, you'll not, you'll not play and score goals alongside many people because he was, it was to be fair at that level, it was unbelievable and it was uh, we ended up doing quite well together, right? Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, Kelty, I've played against Peterhead a couple of times over the last couple of seasons, and yep. McAllister's one of the boys that's he's definitely stood out. Um, that's one of the standouts for them. But aye. Aye, aye, that that sort of game that, that gains his promotion as well. I think uh, I think you were able to pick up a goal in that, and I think for having a, a look back at the game as well, it was a, a former teammate that was between the sticks for the opponents as well, Jamie Barkley, yep. that, that was on the receiving end of that as well. Eh? Aye, but I think I, I used to give Jamie a wee bit of stick because I'm pretty sure when I was at Peterhead, I think I maybe scored a good four or five against Clyde <laughs> that season. I think every game, the, the four games, I think I maybe scored in three, at least three of the four games. Uh, but now it was, again, as you say, to get a goal on the day that the, the club won their first ever trophy was was incredible. And we probably didn't expect to win it that day because I think Aaron, who came second, they, they, they lost in like, like their first loss in week. So. AI, so no, it was good. And look, we probably, um, I think Jimmy Michael probably telling about winning the league, we probably over celebrated it because I don't think we won in our game the rest of the season. But uh, <laughs> the, jo- the job has done at that stage, so we were nearly bored. Absolutely. Um, yeah, Peter had definitely uh, a short history, but they definitely got a hell of a history and some brilliant stories to become out of that club. But your sort of big club, it, it was East Stalinshire throughout your career, and you went. And, joined them for your, your second stint. Um, I think you potentially, did you go out on loan or was it the first time you went to Shire that you went on loan? No, I, I, I think I went on a month's loan, technically. But I, right. to be fair, I, I knew Peterhead, as I say, as a club are magnificent and they, they, they kind of looked after me. What happened is my last season at Peterhead, about the January, February, I started getting a problem with my knee. And right. I knew I, I knew it was in a bit of bother, but Jimmy Mack had said to me, and the club had said, "Look, can you try and play through at the end of the season? We'll just sort of manage it." Didn't they do a lot of training? Came off the bench here and there. He says, "And what we'll do is in the summer, we'll we'll pay for the op. We'll get you your op and sort of sort it and pay for it all." So I was like, "Right, that's great." But then the, the closer I got to the end of the season, I kind of deep down myself knew that I'd probably be moving on. So I says to the club, "I says, look." I'm, I'm going to be moving. I actually didn't know if I was going to play at all, if I was going to retire, because I, I wasn't in a good place fitness-wise. Uh, but the club were adamant. They said, no, look, we want to pay for this operation. So what they've done is they paid for the op, and then they also gave me a deal until Christmas, even though I knew that I was moving on, that I wasn't a part of his plan. So the club actually gave me a contract uh, till the Christmas and says, what we do is once you're fit after pre-season, you can go on loan for a month because I knew that there was an interest there uh, and if you come through it like physically you're, if your knee's fine if if you enjoy it then after the month's loan we'll just release you for your contract and you can go and sign if you don't come through it right or if you're, you're not enjoying it then you've got a contract here so you then need to worry about it so they kind of they made things easy for me and then I, I went to East Stirling for the month I think I only played a couple of games because I was probably I wasn't fully fit but then I knew I knew as soon as I went that it's where I wanted to go and play. They had just been relegated to the Lowland League, and again the club was obviously desperate to get back in the leagues. And I just I just felt like the right move at the time. So no, that's that's where I ended up back after a month's loan. 
Yeah, so you went on to to sign back with, with Shire and you had those sort of first couple of seasons, uh, 16 to sort of 18, quite successful. 41 goals, I think, uh, at one in one of the seasons. Uh-huh. Um, it's, it's a hell of a number. One that even Austin at, at our club will, at Kelly will be sort of fond of. Uh-huh. I thought, about it, to be fair, is, I think that was the first season probably when we went back and it was just really enjoyable. The the the, the problem, the only problem I would well, would have had at the time is the standard of the Lowland League was nowhere near where it is now. Uh, I think that first season back, you had East Stirling, there was East Kilbride, Spartans, and potentially BSE who were just up and coming. But after day four, you you were really winning games like four, five, six nil. It was it wasn't mm. very competitive, uh, but then. Every single year, it's just got better and better, and the standards improved. The standard of the players improved, and and you can see yourself this season how there's at least six, seven, eight teams at the top end of the table that will cause everybody problems. Whereas we never had that then. So I've still scored forty-one goals. It's it's still an achievement, but it was probably easier to do then than it is now. I think that's fair to say. Absolutely. No, I think I the league's definitely got com- more competitive year on year, um, and I'm sure if uh, even if Austin listens to us and decides to give me a, an earful for it, he's going to argue that the season didn't get finished. So I suppose he's got that that right. argument there as well. But um, no, definitely a, a very successful spell at Shire, and yeah, in 2018 you you made that step up to assistant manager alongside um, Dale was. Well, how did that come about? Is, that, is management something you're interested in? I, I definitely, I would. I always want to be involved there. It be management, coaching, as you say, the assistant manager role. I, I don't know what the the future holds there, but it was basically a manager at the time. John Sludden was unfortunately he was moved on, and the club basically kept me and Dale. We were the sort of two senior players. Dale had played for the Shafford, I think all in maybe about 11, 12 years. Uh, so they just sort of asked us to. Basically, to just take the reins for a couple of weeks to be, to be figured out what we were doing, and we, we went in and I think we maybe won three out of four games, and then the club sort of says, "Look, do you want to make a decision if he's interested in stuff?" So I spoke to Dale, who was a, who was a mate of mine, and we, we sort of decided between us that he would be better if he was manager, I was assistant, because it was the potential that I was probably going to still play more. Mm. Uh, Dale was he would have been happy to sort of. Not retire, but sort of use these selling emergencies only, whereas I was still going to be a regular starter. So yeah. no, it was something that we we done gone forward, and I, I loved every minute of it when I was when I was there. To be fair, it was it was a I had different different difficulties. It's when when I was playing, not so much, but when you're in the dugout, it's for having 18, 19 years of being able to control what happens on the pitch to then sort of losing that control. It's a wee bit more frustrating, but Enjoyable, the same as well. Absolutely, it's just a, a different challenge, I suppose. Um, when when you're in direct control or you're having to get results through other players, but I suppose it'll be it'll be in your makeup to to enjoy that sort of challenge as well. Oh, definitely. As I say, I, lo- I loved every minute when we're doing it, and it is something that I look I look to do further down the line. But at this stage, as I said earlier, I probably, when I was at Peterhead, my fitness was letting me down. And to be fair. I'm probably in better condition now than I was seven, eight years ago. So 
always just remember senior pros or people that I've played with over the years tell me just play as long as you can. Don't don't retire early because people have done it and every single person that's done it's regretted it as far as I'm aware. So to be to be fair, right now my 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 main aim is just to to go and have another a good another year or two anyway. A uh, uh, playing. And I, I think the way I feel the new my body should should manage that. It's I'm 37, so I, I dare say I've I've not got too many years left. But I, I, I definitely feel I've got another one or two anyway. Oh, he's definitely shown it, and we'll talk more about this season a wee bit later on. But eight goals and and eight starts, you, you you've shown that you've definitely still got goals in you. Um, but looking at Shire, um, you were there, sort of. I suppose for some of its most turbulent turbulent years that the, the club seen from that first stint where where they were sort of battling to keep their SPFL licence um, yep. to the introduction into the Lowland League and and have recently you know Shire's gone through a, an interesting spell where you know the likes of Nicky Lowe, Barr, some brilliant signings over the last couple of seasons how, how is it playing alongside some of those boys? Look again it was it was great being part of that where the club were they were well backed, which hasn't always been the case. And uh, me and Dale between us managed to we managed to attract some some top top players, as you say, at the club. I mean, Nicky Lowe's he's probably he could I, I I would imagine he could play championship, no sweat. Like yeah. that he is, he is that good. Uh, and there's there's plenty of others there as well, but. It was just a, it was just a good time for the club to be able to get those types of playing. It was, and it was exciting. I think that's the main thing. I think fans and as fans and players of a football club, you want to be excited. You want to to have something to look forward to. And I, and I think we we managed to to give the club that. So no, it was good. Absolutely, and yeah, I think all all in it was 180 plus appearances for Shire, 92 goals. And it was quite a surprise, a bit of a shock when it came to an end at the beginning of this month. What's it like having to sort of walk away from East Allenshire after all those years? Uh, it, was, it was difficult. It, it wasn't something I had planned. Um, it wasn't something that I wanted to happen. But unfortunately, things have happened and I can't really say too much on, on exactly what's happened. Uh, of course. Uh. But it's... It, it, it wasn't something that I wanted to do, but that's that's football. You, you, there's as many. I would really tell you, there's always there's always a down in the corner. There's you you have plenty of ups, but uh, and and when it did happen, to be fair, I've, myself and the club have both tried to do it as professional as we can. And once it's done, then I've I've just got to sort of look after myself and, and see what's available to me after that. And fortunately for me, the the, the option of Celtic became available, and it was it was something that really interested me. Absolutely, because yeah, uh, pretty soon after your departure from Shire, you put out on on your own social media that you are still wanting to play. Yep. Some of the stats for the season so far, like I already mentioned, you know, sort of solidified what you were saying that you still could play, and it didn't take too long before you signed with Kelty. How did that come about? Did you have a, a few offers, or was Kelty sort of one that you I you seeked not- out yourself? No, I had, I had prob- I probably spoke to I'd spoke to a couple of a couple of clubs. Um, I did have one or two interesting offers. Some some actually gone maybe down a level into the east of Scotland. Some gone up a level. I had an offer for League Two, um, but um, I, I got a phone call, obviously for for Barry, and straight away just speaking to him, I, I knew it was something that would that really interested. Look, people want to be at clubs that are successful and. That are that are pushing for for good things, and 
just sort of everything fit fit the criteria that I want. And look at it again. I'm no I'm no a, a young naive boy. I know how difficult it will be to break into the team at Kelty as well, especially at my age. It's, it's a successful team who are who are doing well. But I'm pretty sure that there'll there'll be chances there for me. And, and when they come, I just need to make sure I'm ready. Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah, Kelty is going to be. There's a couple of factors that are obviously going to work in your favour. The, the fact that there's still the desire in Kelly to push up onto to League Two and mm. the fact that it's going to be a, a busy schedule, more so now after yes. this three-week um, suspension. What what are your sort of expectations? What are you hoping to get out of your time at, at Kelly? Look, as I said, I, I, I just want to play football uh, as, as regular as I can. Obviously, if you can chip in me a few goals, great. But it's again. It's about the, the ambition of the club, and a thirty-seven year old. It's a chance to go and potentially go and win another medal, and these things don't come along. As, as, as you say, I played 19, 19 years. I think I've played professionally now, and I've won two leagues and one promotion. So it tells you how difficult it is. It's it, and obviously, Kelty are in a position. We've gave ourselves a chance where we should be aiming to go and do that. And again. I think, look, especially now, it's probably going to be Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday for now at the end of the season. So, although we've got a, a good-sized squad, um, I dare say there is going to have to be changes made in the team throughout those games, and I'll be ready to, to, to take part whenever whenever needed. Absolutely. And you've mentioned there it's a, a healthy size of squad and there's a plenty of talent within the squad. Is there anybody that you sort of think... You know, you've said you, you joined them, um, you spoke to Barry, Kelly's ambitious, are a couple of the big reasons for, for joining Kelly. But is there any of those players that you look at within the squad that you're thinking, I'd really like to have a kick about with them on the, the park? Well, I, as you say, like, obviously, as a striker, you can appreciate, it's easy to appreciate strikers. And, and Nathan's obviously scored goals at a, at a ridiculous rate since he's came here. And I, to be fair, I'd seen a bit of Nathan at Falkirk as well. As I say, I was a Falkirk fan, so whenever I could get to go and watch Falkirk, I still did, and he had a spell there. And Again, he'd, he'd, he'd done okay at Falkirk as well. He maybe never got as regular football as he wanted, but he never let himself down when he played. And look, it's, he's the type of player that you'd, you'd love to play against. He can, he can sort of do everything at this level. So, But the, the squad, as you say, the squad's fully, fully quality. There's a lot of boys that I've played with previously in my career there. That I know how good they are. Jamie Stevenson, for example, when he was at Peterhead, was he's a, he's a boy who can go and play anywhere on the pitch for you, and, and he'll be a an eight out of ten. So, uh, ah, there's plenty, there's plenty there. There's quality right the way through the squad, which is it's exciting to see. Well, look, thanks very much for for coming on and, and having a chat with us, Andy. It's um, mm-hmm. it's been a pleasure talking to you, and fingers crossed, we'll not have to wait too much longer till we we get to see you on the park at, at New Central Park. I hope for soon. Hope for soon. <laughs> right, thanks very much, mate. No worries, buddy. Cheers. Well, she just a kill. She'll no take advice. It's after the old bell you heat that I'll punch up to get twice. Her father's just a waste of her mother's on the game. She's just a Celtic clipping, but I love her just the same. 